Section ninety of Greece and Rome, read for LibriVox.org by Thomas Peter. Huns pillaging a French villa, painting page five hundred and forty, by Georges Rochegrosse, French painter, eighteen fifty nine. Early in the fourth century after Christ, the Huns made their appearance in the Western world. These savage horsemen had swept across the plain of Central Asia and at length had entered Europe. Amid those hordes arose a leader destined to leave a memory in the sagas of the Scandinavian bards, in the Nibelungenlied of the Teutons, and a lurid trail in the annals of the Caesars. He called himself a descendant of the great Nimrod, nurtured in Engadi by the grace of God, king of the Huns, the Goths, the Danes, the Medes, the dread of the world. Attila. A profound politician, he alternately cajoled and threatened the peoples whose conquest he undertook. A true barbarian, no food save flesh and milk passed his lips. He and his men worshipped the mysteriously discovered scimitar of Mars, and from Persia to Gaul, from Finland to the walls of Constantinople, his armies ranged. Ambassadors went from his court to China the great battle of Chalons, in which, aided by the Goths, the dwindling forces of Rome's western empire won their last victory, alone preserved Europe from his yoke. His descendants, mixing with succeeding conquerors, have remained until this day in the land that is called, after their dreaded name, Hungary. From The Russian Road to China, by Lyndon Bates, Jr. Gibbon well pictures the horror that was inspired by their coming. The numbers, the strength, the rapid motions, and the implacable cruelty of the Huns were felt and dreaded and magnified by the astonished Goths, who beheld their villages and fields consumed with flames and deluged with indiscriminate slaughter. To these real terrors they added the surprise and abhorrence which were excited by the shrill voice, the uncouth gestures, and the strange deformity of the Huns. End of section 90. This recording is in the public domain.